everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of the Quills Cats and Coffee podcast. I am your host, Claire Blackstone. Since this is just kicking off, I wanted to take a minute to introduce myself and fill you guys in a little on what you can expect from future episodes. I guess I'll start with the name. Um, I chose the name Quills Cats and Coffee for this for a variety of reasons. Uh, Quills because I am an author. Cats because I am the proud mom of four adorable felines who, as much as I will try to keep them out of the room when I'm recording, uh, cats will be cats. And there will be days where the minute I shut that door, they start meowing their little hearts out and scratching at the door, and I will essentially have no choice but to let them in. You know, they are sort of the uh, furry overlords of the house, if you will. And coffee because, well, as most people know or should know, authors run almost exclusively on caffeine. Uh, coffee seems to be the most prevalent. It's certainly uh, my caffeine of choice, uh, followed very closely by iced tea and Red Bull. But coffee fit better. So there you have that. Um, as I said, I'm an author. Uh, this is, if you <laughs> can't tell yet, my very first foray into the world of podcasting. So please bear with any, any awkwardness that may occur. I'm still getting used to this. I, right now, am mainly focused on romance and romantic erotica uh, when it comes to what I'm looking to have published. Uh, outside of that, I do write a variety of things, um, in, you know, including sort of creepypasta-style horror. I have a soft spot in my heart for all things creepy. Um, and I sort of, I mean, I, I dabble in a little bit of everything. Um, it kind of helps keep the creative juices flowing. Romance, however, that genre is special to me. I, I chose that one because many years ago, what feels like another lifetime ago, I found, or I should say a romance novel found me at just the right time in my life. There's a really nasty rough patch. Uh, you, you might have heard of it. It's called middle school. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think most of us have some form of middle school horror story. But I found the right book at the right time. It was, it was a romance novel. Um, now I'll go ahead and say it. It's A Love for All Time by Bertrice Small. And that book changed my perspective on a lot of things, and it is what made me fall in love with the romance genre. And ever since then, I have been dabbling and writing it, and over the last few years, I've, you know, really started working towards, well, why not put mine out there, you know? Unfortunately, the romance genre gets kind of a bad rap. Um, if there's one thing people in the literary world love to bash, it's the romance genre. Even more so with romantic erotica and erotica, uh, which there is a difference between those two. 
the thing is, you know, it gets a bad rep because partially because everyone thinks it's super formulaic and it's, you know, just the same stories over and over and over again. You know what? It's not like us romance writers just plug a few ideas into some algorithm on a computer and out pops a book fully formed. Not remotely. And yeah, I mean, the formulas and the tropes, there are a million different ways they could be arranged. And, you know, in, in the last year or two, in particular, the romance genre has really begun seriously evolving, uh, which I think is really fantastic. You know, it's, it's evolving along with, uh, with a lot of what's going on, you know, socially and politically these days. And I think that's really fantastic. So honestly, I am, I am proud to be a part of that genre. Um, outside of being an author, I am a, <laughs> my day job, you know, we all, we all have to have those. Uh, I am a prop maker. I work in the special effects industry with a particularly fantastic crew. I'm extremely fortunate to work with them. Um, I do, I do try to keep that part of my life semi-separate, but in case that crew ever stumbles across this, hey guys, glad you're listening. <laughs> That'd be an awkward thing to walk into work and hear. <clears throat> um, as a bit of a disclosure, I suppose, um, because you will hear me talk about the significant people in my life at some point, I have two absolutely wonderful guys in my life. Uh, we are polyamorous. That is something that is coming more and more to the forefront in recent years. Um, you know, still highly controversial, unfortunately, but we are very happily poly. Uh, I am married to one of them. The other is unfortunately for now, kind of a long distance thing. Um, and along with that, uh, all three of us actually are a part of the BDSM lifestyle. Now, even if you're not really familiar with that particular term, you've probably heard it in the last few years. With the advent of the raging success that was Fifty Shades is <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, and if you're not a fan, bear with me, that particular topic has really, really exploded in the romance, romantic erotica, and erotica genres. I've been a part of that community since I was 19. Um, I'm in my 30s now. I won't disclose exactly how old it is not polite to ask, <laughs> but I, I have been a part of it for a very long time. I have hosted parties. I have helped host workshops. I have attended more events than I can count. <laughs> um, I have a lot of very dear friends who are a part of the community as well. And I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but that is one of the furry overlords now who is distinctly unhappy that I've shut the door on them. I believe that, you know, the BDSM community has gotten a bit of a bad reputation uh, in, in recent years as it's become more widely known. 
Um, and I'm including this little bit of a disclosure because these are topics, polyamory, BDSM, uh, things of that nature that are going to come up at some point in the run of this particular uh, podcast. You know, and if that's not your thing, that's fine. You know, you've got to do what makes you happy. And I do hope that, you know, it won't deter you from listening. Um, and just, I want to take a minute. I, want, I actually, I do. I want to take a minute to talk about Fifty Shades, just briefly. Um, <laughs> I have a great deal of respect for E.L. James. What she did took a phenomenal amount of courage. Um, if I'm remembering the the story of how Fifty Shades became such, bleh, <laughs> such a success, uh, it began as a fan fiction. Which I know a lot of writers get their feet wet with that particular uh, genre. Began as a fanfic that evolved into a self-published or an indie pub that was then picked up by a publisher that was then turned into, what are we up to, three major motion pictures? <laughs> if that's not a success story, I don't know what is. That is just wild. You know, and, and kudos to her. Congrats. That's fantastic. You know, that is, that is just amazing. The amount of courage it takes when you're writing something like BDSM, when you're writing something outside the mainstream, you know, to put that work out there, even on something like, say, Wattpad, let alone to actually publish it, is just, it's astronomical, the courage it takes. You know, I, I will confess, many years ago, about a decade, I, uh, I did have a book I had written that had BDSM elements in it, and I started looking around at publishers. Um, you know, this was kind of at the dawn of uh, digital first or digital only publishing imprints. And the restrictions I found on the kind of content you could have regarding any book that even hinted at BDSM content were extremely strict. And now, you know, shopping my work around now, looking at how that's changed since, you know, Fifty Shades and, and some other novels came out, it's opened doors. It has opened some serious doors. And I think those of us who choose to write in romance and, and subsequent genres who do include BDSM elements in our work, we owe those authors a thank you. At the same time, I do not agree with the way that the relationship was portrayed in those books. As someone in the lifestyle, I have seen that type of predatory behavior from people who claim the title of dominant end so badly. Every time I've seen people very close to me get hurt by that type. And I've told off a few of them myself in my time. I don't put up with that nonsense. 
I very strongly disagree with the way their relationship was portrayed. And so, you know, while I, I applaud her success, I am not a fan of the books. And part of what drives me to write what I do is my strong belief that those of us who are in that community deserve to be better represented in fiction. Yeah, like any community does, you know. Every community out there deserves accurate representation within fictional work. You deserve to be able to open a book and find characters that are really, truly relatable. So that's, uh, that's kind of one of my major driving forces, if you will. Um, with that out of the way, uh, you've heard me mention my, my work a couple of times now. <laughs> I am currently prepping a submission packet. I, I guess that's the right term. I'm still kind of learning some of the lingo um, for my debut novel. It's a contemporary romance called A Little Illumination. And it is romance. Um, I, it is not romantic erotica, but it does have, um, it does have BDSM elements to it. And there is a a dominant submissive relationship within the book. Because, you know, BDSM is not all whips and cuffs and chains and, and kinky, sexy, fun time. There's a lot more to that type of relationship. And I've really been enjoying exploring, you know, just the dynamic between the two in my writing. Um, now, I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to have my work selected during the recent Karina pitch event on Twitter, uh, which brings me to something I will be covering in later episodes, uh, which are pitch parties on Twitter. Um, I can't recall off the top of my head if they're on any other forms of social media, but I know they are a big thing on Twitter these days, and they are really a fantastic and unique way to get your work in front of editors, agents, whoever, whatever industry professionals happen to be participating in a particular event. So that is something I'll be covering. Um, and sort of, sort of down the line. Um, other subjects, you know, switching away from about me. Other subjects I will be covering in the future uh, include a number of the posts that I have up on my website. The idea for this podcast began as one of those random late night thoughts. <laughs> you know, you're still awake, you're looking at the clock, you're wondering precisely why you're still conscious, and an idea comes. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. But I was, I was sitting there and I was thinking about a couple of conversations I'd had recently. One was with a friend of mine who was apologizing because they hadn't had the opportunity to read any of my recent posts, fiction, nonfiction, any of it. <laughs> uh, because you know what? Life gets in the way. We are all so ridiculously busy in this day and age that sometimes we just, no matter how much we want to sit down and read something, we just don't have the time for it. Which is why 
all things audio format are becoming so popular or are <laughs> not really becoming, they are so popular podcasts and audiobooks and things like that. And then, you know, that, that thought kind of evolved into, you know, both my, uh, my husband, if you've, if you, if you follow me on social media, you'll notice I refer to my husband that way. It's a nickname he gave himself. <laughs> uh, my husband is a avid listener of podcasts. Anytime he's doing anything around the house, he's got a podcast going. And my other significant other, uh, every morning on his way to work, listens to his audiobooks because he just does not have the time to sit down and read as much as he would love to. Um, and you know, it, it dawned on me that, well, maybe if I put some of what I have on my website into audio format, more people could benefit from it and more people could enjoy it because, you know, there's one thing that I love about as much as, as writing and that's being able to help people. And that brings me to the first of my post series that I'll be you know, exploring in, uh, in these episodes. N not that, you know, every episode will be these, but it's, it's one of the things I will be covering. Uh, that is my more social, less media series of author platform tips. Uh, author platforms can be intimidating. <laughs> Whether you're just starting out as an aspiring author and really just you're not sure exactly what it is or why you need one. You know, why do you need this thing that takes up, you know, so much of your precious writing time? Or maybe you are, you know, an older author. The kids are finally out of the house and you you have that time to sit down and, and pour your heart onto paper and, and create this masterpiece that's been running around in your head since the kids were six. <laughs> And you just aren't as familiar with social media and the alphabet soup that is hashtags. Well, that's what that series is for. Um, I'm very fortunate through some of the fantastic people at my day job to have gained some experience in social media marketing and branding and how to get your message out there and tips and tricks for making it easier and a little less time consuming, which is fantastic. And, you know, I want to be able to pass that experience on. Um, another fun series, really fun series that I am going to be covering in future episodes is Secrets of a Romance Writer. Now, this is part of a 52 week blog challenge that I am doing with a fantastic group of people from uh, that I that I met through Twitter. Um, that would be the lucky seven. Now, I, I stumbled across some of their blog posts and kind of nosed around for a little information on, on how to get into it because it sounded like fun. You know, it was something a little bit different. It's a way for people to get to know the authors behind the books. And the group was, was more than happy to bring me in, which I, I hugely appreciate. And, uh, <laughs> they have they have been immensely supportive and we certainly keep each other laughing. I swear half our conversations are had in nothing but supernatural gifts. <laughs> so.
So um, if any of you guys are listening, hey, um, it's a possibility I might be asking around to see if anyone's interested in an interview at some point. And trust me, that will get entertaining. Uh, we keep saying if if the seven of us end up in the same place at any point in time, uh, the world just might implode. It could happen. <laughs> uh, aside from those two particular series, I'll be covering various writing tips and tricks, things I've picked up over the years. I've been fortunate to have some truly exceptional uh, English teachers in my life. Uh, possibly some writing rants. We all, we all have those things. Um, you can definitely be expecting some book reviews. Not all romance and romantic erotica, I, I promise. <laughs> and yeah, just general general randomness. Um, you know, cats, coffee, life in general. You know, maybe some uh, some fun stuff from the day job because that is that is fueled more than one short story. I I can promise you that. Well, that is all for the very first episode of Quills, Cats, and Coffee. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if you would like to find out more or maybe go check out some of those uh, short stories I mentioned earlier, you can find my website at clarablackstone.com. You can find me over on Twitter at kinkislove or on Tumblr, Facebook, and Pinterest as Clara Blackstone. Uh, if you do pop over to the website and you click on one of the Secrets of a Romance Writer posts, do me a favor, scroll to the bottom, and you will find links to the other fabulous people who are involved in that, and some of their posts are pretty funny. Uh, so go on, go, go check out some of the other Lucky Seven, give them a little love. Uh, there will be links posted in the description. And until next time, I am Clara Blackstone, and I, you know, I really should have thought of a sign-off before I started. <laughs> Once again, I apologize for the awkwardness of this first episode. Um, if you've stuck around this long, you truly do have my appreciation. Ah. <laughs> uh, that is all. I will talk to you guys next time.